You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. What's going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to the latest Birds Banter podcast presented to you by PHL Sports Nation. Week two is uh, completely finished for the Eagles, and they are 1-1 one and one on the season after a 24-20 loss to the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. A very heartbreaking loss for everybody that watched it. Uh, a lot of tough things to see during the game, but Logan's going to get into a recap, and we're going to analyze this game, what went well and what didn't. So, Logan, can you take it away and tell us what went on during this game, where uh, the Eagles went wrong? Uh, yeah, it was definitely a disappointing loss in Atlanta. It got off to a pretty poor start right away. They lost Dallas Goddard due to injury even before the game started. He got hurt during warm-ups. Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson hardly played. They left uh, pretty quickly in the first quarter with an injury. They also um, lost Corey Clement and Tim Jernigan due to injury. And we even saw Carson Wentz and Jason Kelsey among four players get evaluated for a concussion. So, obviously, health-wise, it wasn't a, a successful game. And they got down 10-3 early before going into the half, 10-6. So, yet again, another slow start. Didn't really score very much in the second half. Um, the Falcons uh, struck early, early to go up uh, 11 points, but the Eagles did uh, fight back. They hung around, and they eventually took a 20-17 to 17 lead with 3-13 left in the fourth. So they did show great resilience um, down the stretch considering everything. Um, but then with 2-10 uh, left in the fourth quarter with um, on a fourth and three, Matt Ryan threw a screen pass to Leo Jones, who took it 54 yards for a touchdown. So they were up 24-20, to 20 and um, Carson Wentz did give the Eagles a chance late. He converted a few crazy fourth down completions, including one to Nelson Aguilar, but that did come right after Aguilar dropped a pass that would have gone for a touchdown. Um, and then Ertz caught a pass on fourth down yet again, um, but it was just inches short of the down against. So the Falcons got the ball, went on to win. Considering the injuries, it was a very admirable performance, but um, we can all agree that there's plenty that the Eagles need to work on um, heading into next week. Yeah, definitely. I think that slow start really killed us. And if we want to win big games like these, especially on the road, we're going to have to get out to a fast start, take it to the opponent early and often. And it was just uh, very heartbreaking, like Matt said. Uh, not the best way you want to start the second game of the season. So I think I think we'll bounce back, but I guess it just wasn't meant to be with all the injuries we suffered, although I don't like to make excuses. It was just very tough with all the guys we lost, especially the receivers. Yeah, the injuries were a huge part of this game, but on the other hand, the Eagles' offense just looked terrible in the first half. Uh, Doug Peterson took a lot of blame for that in his uh, coaching ability, and Carson Wentz wasn't making the throws that he normally would. Um, granted, he's not throwing to the receivers that he's practicing day in and day out with. He's not throwing to Matt Collins and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside every single rep. He's throwing to guys like Alshon and Deshaun, who are out of the entire game, so it doesn't really help him a lot, and he's got to get on the same page with the, these receivers. So it was a lot of growing pains in the first quarter going into the second quarter. But all in all, Wentz did have a pretty good game. Towards the end, he really uh, showed that he could lead this team to a victory. Just it wasn't meant to be, and uh, too many things went wrong before it was finally uh, time to call the game and for Wentz to try to you know save the Eagles and win the game. But um, 
just too many things added up early on that it was just too much for the Eagles to come back on. And you can't rely just on Carson Wentz to win this game. There's too many things that all mesh together and Wentz can't save everything. Yeah, it's funny you say that too because um, Chris Collins were said during the game, considering all the injuries, maybe the Eagles should have considered just taking him out to protect as well, being obviously that wasn't the case. And Carson Wentz did come out unscathed. He's not injured. He does, did get hurt a little bit. But um, I think for me, two of the big things is we kind of – see a little bit now who Nelson Aguilar and J.J. Ortega White said are as receivers. Um, they're supposed to be the guys that are the backup guys in case something happens to Alshon, something happens to Deshaun Jackson. And while Aguilar statistically did have a good game, he really didn't help out uh, Carson Wentz too much. He did drop a touchdown pass. Like I said, um, he also dropped that pass that would have gone for the go-ahead touchdown. Who knows if the Eagles win um, if he catches that pass. And that, pa- that drop certainly isn't why they lost the game, but it still happened, and with Ortega Whiteside, he had one catch. He didn't really do anything on the field. He played, it, it was, um, I think, more than 70% of snaps, and he had one catch. So he really didn't do anything as a second-round pick to blow anyone away and really didn't contribute that much to the offense. So for me, I think um, those two performances kind of bothered me a bit. Yeah, for sure. The Eagles really believe in that next-man-up mentality, and last night I don't think the receivers really have helped their case or proved why they should be on this team. And uh, back to a turning point in this game, I really think Corey Clement's fumble was just a loss of momentum. The Falcons got a uh, great position and then uh, just took it away from there pretty much. Second half, we did bounce back. Wentz was doing everything in his own, trying to make plays, which he did. He had unbelievable fourth quarter. But uh, moving forward, we'll definitely need to perform better and uh, have a fast start, as I mentioned earlier. And although there were a lot uh, more things that did not go right, there were a few things that did go well which leads uh, us into our next topic. And first off, the amount of turnovers the defense created was huge. And the solid play of the linebackers really added a missing element from the defense just a week ago. And uh, Carson Wentz's fantastic play, as I just mentioned, in the fourth quarter, the special teams play uh, was fantastic as Jake Elliott knocked down a few field goals. Um, But, yeah, I think uh, we need to uh, play better moving forward and really get off to a fast start. Yeah, the Eagles are going to have a lot to look at uh, from a positive note from this game. Although it was heartbreaking and the Eagles didn't get the win, there's a lot of stuff that they can analyze and look at. All right, here's what worked and here's what we should keep doing. The first being Carson Wentz and the Eagles offense um, this week and last week looked really good in the second half. you got to try to uh, emulate that and carry that over into the first half now because like we said in our uh, previous podcast, Having a slow start against a team like the Redskins is fine because you always have time to make it up. But when you're on the on the road playing a team like the Falcons, you're not going to make that up. They had a chance, but if they were up that entire game, then they wouldn't be in that situation and the odds wouldn't be against them. So they got to look at what Wentz is doing, what Peterson is doing late in the game and try to push that over to the first quarter, the first half, and try to get some points on the board there. Um, like Sean said, the defense overall was really good. Obviously, Ronald Darby didn't have a great game, but the secondary, Sidney Jones, Avante Maddox, Rasul Douglas had very good plays um, here and there, and then the safeties played pretty well. Linebackers are great. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff to look at, uh, more than you might have think after that terrible loss. Yeah, one thing for me is there's um some contradiction uh in terms of what happened in the first game and in the second game, in terms of where the blame is being put. After the first game, in terms of the offense coming out to a slow start, uh, Doug Peterson said it was just a lack of execution. The game plan didn't really change. Where this week, he's kind of changing the tone a little bit and saying it was on him, saying 
he wasn't calling a good enough game. And then the second half, they got going. Um, who knows if that's the case or not? Who knows if he's just trying to cover for um, some of the guys playing poorly? But uh, yeah, the slow starts are definitely an issue. I think for me, though, in terms of some of the good things, I, I agree. I think um, the defense was really encouraging. I was very pleased with um, Jim Schwartz's willingness to do pretty much whatever it took to keep uh, the Eagles in the game. He recognized right away um, once, uh, once the Falcons got rolling, he noticed that Matt Ryan didn't do very well under pressure. So he was very constant with um, bringing the blitz, really getting creative with uh, the blitz packages and just getting in his face and making him make uh, decisions. And most of the time, it wasn't the right decision. Last week, we did criticize uh, Schwartz a lot, and rightfully, uh, rightfully so. But um, that formula he drew up in the second half was nearly perfect. Obviously, he did get burnt by Julio on that long touchdown. But you can really only ask for um, so much when you're going against one of the most uh, potent passing attacks. Yeah, I think there were a lot of missed opportunities and chances in this game where if we convert on them, it's a whole different ball game, and we're in a position to win at the end. And uh, back to the Julio Jones touchdown, I, I really think it was just unlucky. The defense brought the brought the heat, brought the blitz, and it's just unfortunate to see him take it to the house and the lead that we would uh, be unable to come back from. Yeah, before we transition to what the Eagles didn't do well with, um, I want to point out, Logan was mentioning Jim Schwartz there, and that was Logan's stock down after the Redskins game. He said he was disappointed with Jim Schwartz and his play, calling ability, and, and uh, honestly, all Eagles fans would agree. But he really responded well to this game. I said that he's always been a stubborn play caller. You know, he stays true to what he believes. But when you got Tim Jernigan out and you already are missing Malik Jackson, your defensive line is uh, a lot worse than it could have been. So he's drawing up blitz after blitz, and the one that stands out the most to me was Andrew Sandehu coming right through the middle for the sack on Matt Ryan. That was just a, a great play call, and he just continued to do it. Like, before const like constantly before plays, you would see more and more players line up at the line of scrimmage and start to rush the passer, which Jim um, Schwartz doesn't normally do because the front four can take care of it themselves. But that really put a lot of pressure on Matt Ryan. That was very encouraging to see and that he's willing to blitz the passer if that's going to be working for them. Yeah, that was actually Andrew Sandeo's first full sack of his career. So, you know, something's going right when you're able to get him some of those things going for him. And uh, this is just kind of something we've experienced with Jim Schwartz. So one week he'll be really bad, and the next week he'll do something that makes you really happy. So he's just really got to put it together and make it consistent. And um, it really does come down to the game plan and noticing tendencies with the other team. So, Clearly, at some point, he noticed, oh, Matt Ryan isn't good under pressure, but it took him until the second half to really um, understand that. So going forward, um, I, I'm like I said, I'm pleased with what I saw from Jim Schwartz, but he's got to make it consistent. I'm confident that he can. But we've seen this story um, one too many times to really believe that it's going to stay like this for forever. Yeah, consistency is definitely key, especially on the defensive side of the ball, as making stops is what matters at the end of ball games. Uh, just like last night, how we were unable to do so. And uh, if the offense is able to get rolling early on, then we'll be in better situations moving forward. Yeah, and going towards what the Eagles did not do well against the Falcons, there's a lot of things to go through. Um, unfortunately, there was more bad than good in this game, and it showed with the final score. But the first thing, we already mentioned this, but the injuries were just killer all across the board. The offense, I mean, you're losing three of your top weapons with, Alshon, Deshaun, and Dallas Goddard. Like, it's hard for an offense to function when you don't have three of your best players out there. And then you're getting players on defense banged up. Nelson Aguilar uh, was evaluated for a concussion. You got Corey Clement out for a week or two. You got Tim Jernigan, who's stepping in for 
Malik Jackson, he's now out four to six weeks. That's so hard to overcome now. Yeah, they got Akeem Spence, and he's going to try to fill the void a little bit. Hassan Ridgeway as well. But Fletcher Cox can only do so much. And now the Eagles were one of the best pass-rushing lines in the league, and now they're looking at their suspect in the middle because they're losing two of their best guys. So that's definitely not promising. Um, But going to the offensive side of the ball, like I mentioned earlier, the rhythm was just not there, and I didn't like to see that Carson Wentz was missing throws. The receivers weren't running the routes that they should have been. Wentz was throwing interceptions early on in the game. It just wasn't very promising. Although I had hope uh, going into the second half that they were going to turn things around, some of that stuff is very hard to come back from, especially when you're on the road and you got the Atlanta crowd behind the Falcons the entire time. It's going to be tough for Wentz to pull off that win. Um, but also the pass protection in the whole game was not very good for Carson Wentz. He was taking a lot of hits. He was looked like he had a, a rib injury at one point, a knee injury early on. Um, he was evaluated for concussion. Like, obviously... None of that was serious. They're not very worried about it now, but Doug Peterson didn't have a final statement on it today. But again, he's getting banged up play after play. you got to be better. And one person that's got to improve is Isaac Samalo. I believe he had three penalties and two sacks led up. That's just unacceptable for a guy that they you know, extended and put him at the starting left guard position because they believe in him. And going to the defensive side of the ball, although it was pretty good, but where was Fletcher Cox? He was my key to the victory, and he was almost non-existent. Chris Collinsworth pointed out uh, later in the game, he said, normally you got like 10 highlights out of him in one single game. He wasn't doing anything. He's got to overcome these injuries that the Eagles are suffering on the defensive line, and he just wasn't there to do it. So um, that and Ronald Darby not showing up was really hurting the Eagles' defense. But although they did step up a little bit and help stop the Atlanta Falcons' offense, it was just too much to overcome. Yeah, as you can as you can. Just here, uh, Matt. Clearly, uh, can you can tell just how much bad there was in that game. Um, and ter- the injuries with Fletcher Cox and Ronald Darby. There's obviously the question of should they even be out there if they because they're clearly not 100. percent So if they're this detrimental, where we saw Darby get just burned all game long, other than that one pick, like should they really even be out there if they're not right? Because I know there's injuries, but that's all you need is to lose now two of your top de- uh, defenders uh, due to injury. So if they're not 100%, I got to say the Eagles really should consider not playing them. Um, obviously, this is a situation where they're trying to win games, but they're not going to win very many games if they're losing guys like that. And speaking of not winning very many games, they are not going to get nearly as close to the win total as we hope if they keep coming out as slow as they are. I know we've, we've talked about this um, a little bit before, but this is a issue that stems back to last season where they were one of the worst teams in terms of first quarter scoring. And so far this year, they're averaging just – 6.5 points uh, in the first half. And um, if they want to have any chance of compete, uh, competing within the division or even for a Super Bowl, they have to fix that. They're going to face teams like Green Bay on the road, the Patriots, the Seahawks, and um, Dallas twice. If they want to have any chance of beating them, they got to fix that. They'll honestly just get blown out. Yeah, for sure. And back to the offensive line, it'll be crucial for them to really step up and play better, give enough protection for Wentz to make his throws, as well as the running game. And personally, I really think the rushing game failed to generate any momentum last night. As between Sanders, Howard, and even Wentz, they only gained a total of 49 yards, which is just unacceptable. Uh, The cornerbacks had a long day as they failed to stop the Falcons receivers and really struggled to limit them to minimal gains. And uh, dropped passes certainly didn't help our situation, as well as Sproles and Aguilar 
failed to make crucial catches in the final minutes of the game that would have could have given us the win in a tight spot. So moving forward, we'll need to step up and be in our A game, whether it's on the road or at home. Yeah, there's a lot to look at. The Eagles are back home next week against the Lions, but in that time frame, Doug Peterson, the coaching staff, got to sit down with this team and you know show them the flaws in this offense and defense and try to pick some things up and you know, show the NFL that this team is a Super Bowl contender because now that they lost a game in Week Two, everybody's doubting them already. And uh, uh, you know, you got a team like the Cowboys who are just you know playing out of their minds. And now all of a sudden the Cowboys are the NFC favor- NFC East favorites in most people's eyes. And the Eagles got to silence those critics and really play to their ability because they haven't really done that yet. Obviously they won big in Washington or against Washington in week one, but at the same time, you know, they were non-existent in the first half other than, than that Deshaun Jackson touchdown. They got to keep things going all the way through from start to finish. We've been harping on this. It's, it's only early in the season we've been harping on this so much. Keep it going, keep the momentum going, and you're going to win a lot of games. So I hope that the coaching staff, Carson Wentz, and everybody can get rallied together and bring the heat next week. Yeah, we actually, um, before we move forward, we got an injury update from Ian Rappaport. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey has a calf strain, and um, he says even though it's not major with two games in 10 days, the timing is bad. So his status for both the Detroit game and the Green Bay game are in doubt. So obviously not an update that we wanted to hear. Um, kind of to be expected since we didn't see him very much but I mean this the offense really does somewhat revolve around Alshon Jeffrey because I know Zach Gertz had the record-breaking year last year but he Alshon Jeffrey is the security blanket that Carson Wentz needs because he can help stretch the field so not having him for the next two weeks is going to be pretty tougher uh the offense Mm -hmm. yeah he's a big part in that offense and a huge receiver that is able to make big plays big catches for uh large gains so we'll really need to uh figure out the wide receiver situation and the men who are in that position right now will need to step up. Yeah, it's definitely a big blow, but at least it's, if he misses those two games, it's only two weeks. Um, Carson Wentz and the Eagles should be able to rally enough. They have enough weapons as, as long as they can get Goddard Jackson back. Um, you know, Matt Collins showed a little bit of promise last night. So, you know, there's a lot going for them. They need Jeffrey around, but it's not like they need him to win. So, uh, it's unfortunate to see that, but they'll bounce back. And our next topic is a review of our bold predictions from the week before. Um, yet again, we've failed to you know execute on these, but Logan's gonna you know review what we said and where we went wrong. Yeah, the Eagles yeah. had a bad game, and we certainly had a bad uh, game. Our predictions in terms of our bold predictions. Uh, so mine was Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders were combined for 200 yards rushing. Um, the result, uh, Howard and Sanders combined for a very underwhelming 46 yards and just um, 18 carries. Obviously not we, what we wanted to see. Matt said that J.J. Ortega-Whiteside would get 60 yards and a touchdown. While he certainly had enough opportunity uh, opportunity to do this, he played more than 70% of snaps, like I said. But he had just one catch for four yards, so he really needs to produce better um, as a second-round pick if he's going to keep getting these chances. And Sean's was uh, fairly similar to mine. He said Jordan Howard would have four, uh, 75 rushing yards for two touchdowns. Um, his specific stat line was eight carries for 18 yards, no touchdowns. Um, Sean also wrote a piece saying Howard needed more touches, and we were all con- in consensus on that. Um, but that clearly wasn't the case. Um, I personally think that was a very questionable decision to not give him the ball more, but obviously for this week that uh, didn't pan out. Yeah, a lot of questionable calls there. Like um, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside first, my bold prediction had every single opportunity, like Logan said. He played so many snaps. 
he was in there almost the entire game and didn't do anything. He was targeted a lot, but uh, he only came away with one reception, so that's inexcusable. Um, also, when the Eagles are playing behind, it seems like they're just relying on the pass too much, but you got one of the best um, running back duos in the league. you got to rely on that a little bit more because they're playmakers. They're ready to prove themselves. Give them the ball more. Yeah, I cannot stress this enough, but the running game needs to improve, needs to uh, gain more yards moving forward. The offensive line has to do their job, and I think they will as time goes on. But, uh, yeah, it's disappointing for sure. But uh, hopefully they'll be able to right the ship and be able to gain more yards moving forward and touchdowns. Yeah, if you're going to be spending a second-round draft pick on Miles Sanders and uh, bringing Jordan Howard, a guy who ranks in the top three in terms of uh, most yards per game rushed over the last three seasons, you got to give him the ball. Like, I know it's tough when you're down 10-3 to three and things are going well, but you got to stick to the game plan. you got to give them a chance because they're both very talented guys. We hear, we heard all summer, we, we even heard today from Doug Peterson how much confidence the team has in Miles Sanders. I would like to see that confidence. I would like to see them stick with him, keep feeding him the ball, even if he is struggling, because he did make um, a few bad decisions in terms of going to the wrong hole or just not really um, getting going. But you you got to give him a chance to get going. Uh, it's kind of like a shooter in basketball. They can be streaky, and once they get hot, they get hot. So you have to let them get a chance to get hot. And um, the, the offense just really isn't giving um, either of those guys a chance to um, produce at all. Uh, moving into our next topic now is stock up and stock down. And my stock up for this week is Sidney Jones. Uh, due to his interception and a couple passes deflected, I really think he uh, stuck to his men well for the majority of the game and competed to the best of his ability despite the injury suffered and the fact that we were counted down and out in that game at one point. And uh, heading into the season, he really needed to step up and prove his worth as he has done just that so far this season. And uh, for the stock down, I chose Ronald Darby as he allowed two big touchdowns in the game early on and failed to stick to his man as he blew the coverage about every time the Falcons decided to go deep. Although Matt Ryan missed two throws uh, in the end zone, that would have been two more touchdowns. So moving forward, he'll really need to step up and stick to his man. If it's not the whole game, at least the majority of the game. And other than the interception, Darby's performance was completely unacceptable. And as I just mentioned, he'll need to play better, step up. We want to win close games like that this season. And uh, we'll really have to hone in on the things he did last year, uh, the year before, to make him successful in order to bounce back from last night's abysmal outing. My stock up for this week is Sidney Jones. We already touched a bit on how he had an interception this week, but he also had a really big hit on Austin Hooper, which I think is um, a great sign that he's kind of willing to do some things that some of the other guys in secondary aren't because, let's be honest, the Eagles... Um, in the secondary. They don't really have some guys that are willing to lay out big hits. We saw Sidney Jones really show that willingness to do what it takes to separate himself from the pack. So I really like what I saw from him this week. My stock down is Isaac Samalu. Matt, you already kind of touched on this a bit. He allowed two sacks, six uh, quarterback pressures, had three penalties. Um, they're really entrusting him to be their left guard and re- really uh, protect Carson Wentz. And if he's going to have any chance of uh, keeping that job and keeping Wentz healthy, he's really got to step up his game. Yeah, for sure. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, We're looking forward to the next matchup against the Lions. We're going to get some content out there for you and look forward to another win. Losing is never fun, but it's something that comes with football. So uh, let's just, you know, look on the positive side. The Eagles had a pretty 
pretty good game, but just too many things went wrong. There's a lot of stuff to improve on, and we think the Eagles will do just that. So make sure you tune in next time for more Birds banter, and go Birds. Go Birds. Bye.